Bishop Matthew Adiaminta is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He is a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. You can be changed in the atmosphere of faith. Miracles take place in a gift or what we call skills or talent. You know, and, and these skills or talent you have, there are, there are children naturally when they are growing up, they start dancing. Nobody taught them. They start singing. Nobody taught them. They start playing football. Nobody taught them. Those things are talent that God gives to people. There are some, they grow up as what we know as talkative. They start talking. They're all the time talking. Naturally, it comes. It's a sign or indication that they have some gifts. Amen. We have children that when they are growing up, they start jumping. They do risky things. I, for instance, my mom um, was all the time saying risky things. I like jumping over things, standing on things, and trying to balance myself. It, it's, it's a natural thing. You know, and sometimes in, um, because lack of training, some parents also, hey, hey, stop it. Hey, 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 hey. Instead of teaching the child to rather channel that kind of um, energy so that their potential could be released for a good output. Amen. Now, so today we're looking at capacity. God gives us capacity to grow. And God want to see us growing. That no matter what we started after our parents have met, sometimes people are angry with their father, the kind of father or mother. That's what you don't have power to choose. Who should be your father and who should be your mother? Some want to exchange their mothers with somebody's mother. Amen. But these are things you don't have power to choose. Who should be your father and who should be your mother. Amen. Hallelujah. However, one thing that you should know, God gives you the capacity to grow. 
as a baby, right, even from your mother's womb, you start growing. You start as a blood clot, and then you start forming legs, hands, all your sexual organs, everything. It's, it's, it's a capacity. So if a man and a woman meet, there's a capacity to develop a human being. How many of you know that? In sex. Amen. So you grow. And that is God's mandate to man. That we should do what? We should grow. We should grow. We should increase. We should enlarge. Now, bend with me to Genesis. Let's look at Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. May and female created he them. God did not only create a man, but a male and female. Now, in verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiple, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Amen. You know, among all the creatures, um, the creation of God. It's only human beings who have capacity to grow because God gave us that mandate to grow. If you put a chicken here, for instance, you tie a chicken here or you put a chicken here, come two years with a, a chicken change in the place. I'm asking you a question. No. Amen. What the, maybe the chicken can do is maybe produce some eggs. Hash them and that is all. The chicken cannot put on a hen coop for itself. Can it? Amen. A pig, the same thing. Sheep, the same thing. But human beings, you put a human being in a place, even he will put some little things to change his life. He will make the place fine, maybe 
uh, you put somebody in a bush, he will put some little, uh, uh, maybe plastic or a heart around. Amen. So human beings have capacity to grow. And it's a mandate given to us by God. Amen. It is not that you are just there and God put some mechanism in you that you should grow, you should multiply. No, he gave you the mandate. Mandate is a commission. So you have to grow. And it's a, it, it's a commission from God that you have to grow. Right? As you're growing, you know, from as a baby, you are born, and from there, you start crawling. Is that growth? Is that growth? Yes. And then you start running. Sometimes you get up, you fall. You get up, you fall. And then you start running. Amen. And, and, and when the parents see that, they get so excited that, oh, something, something is happening. Amen. And then you move on. Amen. I remember, you know, and, and you know, parents are so much concerned about these things. Especially you get to your teenage, and then and, uh, sometimes, you know, I remember my mother, I said, lift up your armpit. Uh, your hand. I'll lift, you look at it. You see some uh, some hair there. Then it's uh, all right. Amen. It's part of growth. It's part of growth. So unlike animals who can change the environment, who cannot do anything about their lives, God wants you to grow. God wants you to grow. God wants you to change your environment. God wants you to change your family. God wants you to change. Grow your business. Grow your ministry. Whatever vocation, you need to grow. Not just as you started. Amen. Amen, you need to grow. Years ago, some of you were going to school carrying your chop box. How many of you did that? You were carrying your chop box. Your first time in school. You go and you, you, you landed and you look like something else. Amen. Amen. And with time, you, even you don't want to carry the chop box. This time you want somebody to carry your chop box. Because you realize that you need to do what? Grow. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, but to do that, you need what we call capacity. Everybody say capacity. But you naturally, God gave everybody capacity to grow. Talent. Skills. Gifts. He gave everybody. No matter what. Amen. And it is up to you to develop that. And to do that, you need to break the limit. Everybody say limit. So you look at the world, 
There's limitation all around. But it takes us, as we develop our capacity, we need to break some limits. And that's where many of us have problems. Because we cannot see beyond our nose. Because we think, um, no, somebody should do it for us. Yeah, there are some things. As a child, you know, as a teenager, somebody had to. I grew up with my grandma. I started, I mean, I remember he would bath me, my back everywhere. I so much enjoyed it. You know, grandma can become spoiled, especially when you are a boy. Amen. And I remember, I used to follow her to a woman's toilet. As a boy. But one day, one woman saw me and said, Hey! You don't belong here! And I was screaming. Amen. And from that day, she showed me where I should go. Amen. It's all part of growth. But you must learn how to develop your capacity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, um, topic of making choices. The choices you make in life is is. Um, is to bring you to a point to know that um, as you move along, it's for a purpose. There's a reason why God wants you to make choices. And some of us will blame others for the choices we make. The choice you make determine your destiny. All the year, look at yourself where you are. It is the choices you've been making. That has brought you to this place. And sometimes when, when your choice lands you into, into a hot fire, you just gather yourself and, and, and the Bible says, shake yourself from the dust and move on. Instead to sit down and cry. Amen. And, and sometimes because of that, some people will not move forward at all. Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 54. Verses 2 to 3. I'm reading from the ESV. ESV version. Um, you, can, you can do it with the NIV. If you don't have the uh, ESV, you can do it with the NIV. Now, first, let me read from the King James. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy course and strengthen thy stakes for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Now I'm reading from the ESV. It's enlarge the place of your tent. And let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your course. 
and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. Your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Amen. Now let's read from NIV. For the purpose of the teachings, I want you to have really proper understanding of the scriptures. Um, let's go to NIV. Isaiah 54. Verse 2 to 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Everybody say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. There's a purpose for you in this life. God created you for a purpose. You are not just there to add up to the member of your family. And you just exit this world. You are not just added up to the uh, population of Ghana. Or Africa. Or the world. Which is now 7.5 billion. But you need to make a mark. Don't just pass through this world. And without leaving a mark, there should be a purpose for your life. God created you for a purpose. To solve a problem. To be a blessing to people. You cannot be a blessing to your people. Or to, to your family, to your friends, to your relatives. If you don't enlarge your capacity. You become a selfish person. If all that you're doing is taking care of yourself, your wife, and children, then you are selfish. Look at somebody and say, then you are selfish. You need to empower your nation. You need to empower, empower your neighborhood. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God, when he called Abraham, one of the mandates he gave him, he said, I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. There's a difference between being blessed and being what? A blessing to others. If you are only blessed and it ends there and you cannot be a blessing to others, that means you cannot influence, you cannot impart, you cannot make difference in other people's lives. And that's not what God called you. Amen. Unfortunately, some of us become so selfish. We only focus on ourselves and we don't go anywhere. We don't, we don't, we don't get anywhere. One day I was building my house and I wanted to have a big place. 
you know, and a friend of mine came and said, ah, but what is all these things? Just you and your, just, I, I mean, uh, some few rooms will be okay. Amen. But I was thinking of others, not only my family. Amen. When people visit, where would they stay? Where would they be? And that is where most of us make mistakes and we only focus on ourselves. And as I said, we are not able to develop our capacity and enlarge. So God has given us capacity for enlargement. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one. You need to break the limitation in your life. Any, anywhere you've got into. No matter how successful you are, there's still a room for improvement. Now, those of you who have a car, when you look at the accelerator, you can see 0 to 150, 0 to 1. Uh, 80, 0 to 1, uh, 200 and over. How many of you have checked that thing? Amen. How, how many of you have, have checked that thing in your car? Now, let me ask you a question. Have you been able to drive at a speed covering uh, those numbers there? Huh? Amen. I tried to do it once. You know, the church, we used to have a, uh, a splinter uh, Benz box. You know, those cars, don't joke with it. I made it from here to Takradi in two hours. It was the night. God spoke to me. You know, Apostle Satimensa was sick. God spoke to me in the night. He said, the man is dying. Get ready. Go and pick him up. That's why I brought him here. How many of you saw it? I just got up, jumped into the car, drove to Takradi, and I made it two hours. And I, and I was driving 181. It was in the night. Amen. I, I, I used to love speeding. But when I started having children, I stopped. <laughs> oh, yes, I could drive and get up, stand up and scream. Amen. But when you are growing, <laughs> you slow down on certain things. Put your hands together. So, the car has that capacity. It's a capacity. But it is up to you where you want to go. 60. 80. 120. 180. I read a book and he said when you start you, you decide to drive at the speed of beyond 120 the angels start leaving your car. <laughs> In fact that book really helped me a lot. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 4. 
We're reading from the NIV, Second Kings. Chapter 4. Reading from verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophet cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is full, put it to one side. She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars, note here, when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is no, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Put your hands together for Now this one of the wives of the prophet, let me say a pastor, but the pastor um, put his prosperity to chance. Some pastors do that. Any pastors put their prosperity, they can be working for God, but will not think about <clears throat> believing God for their own personal prosperity. Amen. And the pastor died and left some bills to be paid. And he, he borrowed money. So the creditor came to seize his children. Two of them. Amen. Bills have to be paid. Debt have to be paid. If you don't pay it, the bellies will come. Are you with me? Even in your grave. So if you don't handle things well, even in your grave, death will chase you. If you don't handle your life well, your finances well, in the grave, it will chase you. Sometimes on your hospital bed, it will chase you there. Because bills have to be paid. And the Bible says, if you don't pay your bill, then you are a wicked person. The Bible said, the wicked borrows and it will not pay. So bills should be paid. Went to somebody and say, if you are owing, go and pay. Put your hands together for the Lord. Then this woman didn't know what to do, so he ran to Elisha. 
Because Elisha was the head pastor. He said, you know my servant. He worked with you. Yes. And the creditor has come. Then Elisha said, what should I do for you? He said, what do you have? Elisha did not conjure money from heaven. I said, what do you have? That means Elisha went back to the capacity that God has given that woman. At the end of the day, the solution is with you. Sometimes we run to people for solution, but God has given you what it takes to solve your problems. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, I have a small oil. So, okay. Yeah, that is a capacity. But it is up to you to develop that capacity. To what level? He said, go and borrow vessels. A uh, what? Gallon. Go and borrow. Then the man of God said, don't borrow few. That means... It is up to the woman. Which level? And that is what God, sometimes he can't understand us. He's given us the capacity to grow. But, I mean, we, we limit ourselves. So the woman went and borrowed. He started pouring in. And when the last one finished, he asked her, do you have, that means the oil could have increased. But as soon as the vessels were finished, the oil also stopped. Who stopped it? Who stopped it? Who stopped it? Who stopped it? It's not God. It's lack of what? Amen. Ask the person sitting by you, who stop it? Who stop it? Just discuss among yourself. Just discuss it. Who stop it? Amen. Some say God. Amen. Because the man of God had told her, don't borrow fear. That means the woman had the power to move it to any level. So to break any limitation in your life, it takes capacity. And God has given you that capacity, but you must work it. You don't sit down and only pray and fast. Until you need to move out. You need to break from your comfort zone. Some of us are used to our traditional zone. Where we are used to. When you, we, you, we move to certain place, we don't feel comfortable. You can never grow with that attitude. You always, there are some of us always, it's what we used to eat. 
And apart from fufu uh, and apricot, nothing else. Me, I don't want to try anything. Amen. I had a friend, a pastor friend, and one day um, well, I, I took him to one of the hotels. You know, I, I wanted to make him feel life in the city. Then it was buffet. Oh, pick, pick what? Uh, I said, oh, pick. Now, I know so many fufuobia. Ah, I told him if it's above, I will have taken you to Choba. Amen. So, to break the limitation in your life, you have to come out from your comfort zone and get to places. Unknown places. Because it's true faith. God will change your situation. Don't get too used to what you know best. Hallelujah. There are some of you, even some conferences, you are businessmen and women, but there are business conferences, you won't go, hey, you know, uh, this, this thing, I don't know how. I should go and pay money and uh, this and that. Now, Kasanswa will be Kasakwanswa. Could you ask Kansu saying? You want everything free. Sometimes you have to pay and go and learn. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. So, and you should know, you can determine the limit you want to go. God gave you the power. God gave you the power. Hallelujah. The oil stopped because there was not enough. There are some of you, you just bought a house and because you've you broken off from uh, the harassment of uh, landlords, you just settled there and that is all. And maybe you have the capacity to build more for commercial purposes. And you make money. But you limit yourself. Amen. You have the capacity. You just build one. And that is all. You could have done more. So if you are built. Built for renters. And you make money. Don't stay with, you know, some of us, we have this added, when people say, oh, you have three houses. Eh? You don't want people even to know that. 
is because you want to limit yourself. You can do more. Point to somebody and say, you can do more. You can do more. You can do more. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Number two, build your capacity through the word of God. The word of faith. The word of faith allows us to build our capacity. The word of faith. The word of God. God created everything through his word. And he gave us his word to empower us to do great and mighty things. Things beyond your um, qualification, your educational qualification. You can do more. Beyond your profession, you can do more. Beyond your knowledge, you can do more. Your knowledge can only tell you what you learned from school. That this is what you can do. But the word of God can say, you can do better than that. Amen. And that is the essence of knowing what the word of God says. Second Corinthians 4, 13. It is written, NIV. I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, therefore speak. What do we speak? We speak in what we believe. It's not what, what maybe you are taught in school. Amen. Maybe you, you've, you've learned something about economics that you can't do this A, B, C, D, this and that. But the word of God will tell you something different. And it's up to you to believe. So you speak what you believe. Look at somebody and say, speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Our capacity comes through the word of God. The word of faith. What God says we can do. Now let's turn to Psalm 81 verse 10. Psalm 81 verse 10. Psalm 81 verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wild your mouth and I will fill it. That's 11. But my people will not listen to me. Israel will not submit to me. God is saying, open wild. You speak it and I will do it. I will fill it. You speak it. Don't look at your resources. You may not have money to buy a land, 
but begin to speak that I'm going to build a house. Years ago, I remember when I came from Nigeria, I went to Mrs. Kusa's husband's house for waiting. And it was a nice house. At uh, Pram Pram. Amen. And before I finished the waiting, I copied the plan. And I gave it to a Christian architect that I know. He looked at it. He said, ah, Pastor, are you, you don't even have money to rent a place. And you want, let me design just two bedroom for you. I did not go to that person again. Amen. He was limiting my faith. It's not your present circumstance. Because the way that you speak is taking you into the future. God wants to bring you to the future. And so you can only break through by speaking his word. He given his word to you for capacity. And when you limit yourself according to the word, you also limit God. It's what God can do through you. It's not what I have. It's not your resources. It's not the money you have. But you believe in what God says you can do. Everybody say, I hear that. He told me, no. No, no, no. This is too this is too much. So, God said, open wide your mouth. I think last Friday we worked on that word here. Nyami said, Turn to somebody and say, Nyami said, No, no, Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Because he works with words. He needs your words. Words are spirit. John chapter 6, 63. John 6, 63. John 6, 63. Give me the NIV. Let's all read it. Let's all read it. Those of you who can read, let's all read it. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you. They are full of the spirit and life. So you speak according to the word of God. You speak in spirit. You are releasing the capacity for the spirit of God to do beyond you. And you can do it. Don't limit yourself by what you could see. Some of us, is what we see. 
Some of us, is when the money is not there, we will not even plan. We will not attempt it. Faith is saying it when there is no evidence. The evidence of faith is by the Spirit of God. People may laugh at you, about you, what you are saying at all, you don't even have it. How can you? How can you do this? There are some of you here, you need to do great business. Let me tell you, the work of ministry is not done by the human flesh. That's why people get things done. And it's marvelous. Amen. Our Bishop Duncan Williams is a dropout from school. But look at what he's doing. In his church, look at the people who sit on him. You think they are crazy? It is spirit. The capacity of the word of God. Hallelujah. So you build your capacity by what you so you need to check the things you say. Point to somebody and say, check what you say. Check what you say. And check what you believe in. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number three. Stretch forth your capacity. Stretch forth your capacity. Stretch forth your capacity. You don't sit down. There are some of you, unless you see money before you start planning. Stretch forth. Sometimes you want to build a house. Don't be scared of langas. There are some of you, you have been intimidated by langas. Stretch forth your faith. Stretch forth your faith. Amen. You need to stretch forth your faith. Beyond that. Hey, me, because of, I won't buy a land. Oh, I won't buy a land. Because of the way they behave. Stretch forth your faith. Don't be coward. God does not work with cowards. Amen. Amen. So don't be coward. Everybody say don't be coward. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 and 6. Luke 5, 4 and 6. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the net for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night. And haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. 
when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. The Bible says Peter has worked throughout the night as a professional fisherman. He, he was a professional fisherman. And knew where he could get the fish. But that night, the Bible says, Peter caught nothing. You know, sometimes you can use your professional knowledge. You can use what you've been taught in school. You can use the thing that your parents even have, have taught you. And it will not work. Amen. The things that you know. And it will not work. This is Peter. He knew that when you go to fishing at night, you will make a catch. But that night, he caught nothing. Went to somebody and said, he caught nothing. He caught nothing. Nothing. The Bible said not, not even one. What? Not even one. Amazing. And he sat down. Peter was washing the net. He was thinking how he would get top money for the wife. And as for women, whether you caught fish or not, chop money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether you caught fish or not, chop money must come. The housekeeping money should come. No excuse about that. The wife was waiting for him in the house. Amen. And Peter was thinking, how am I going to face my wife? The children are also in the house waiting. Some want a kose and cocoa early morning. Hallelujah. And Jesus came and he told Peter, give me your boat. Jesus used the boat as a platform to preach the word of God. And while Jesus was preaching, the message was so powerful that Peter was motivated. And even the fishes, they were also motivated to come around. Hallelujah. The fishes also came around to hear the word of God from Jesus. So when Jesus finished, the fishes were still around. It's like crossing a, a nice meeting. And people didn't want to go. They were just hanging around. I believe the fish, uh, is he going to, uh, more, I mean, we need more, more, more of this. And Jesus called Peter. It's a lunch to the day. Peter said, Master, we've worked. We've really done things. You don't know what I've done. In fact, sometimes when you have made effort, and maybe your friends are saying that your effort is not enough. If you are not careful, you'll be angry. 
You don't know what I've done. You don't know the places I've been to. I was talking to one young man. And in fact, it's from that young man that I wrote this song, Oga Jesus. If, if, if you hear the rap in, it's somebody's story. He came to me and he told me he went to Nigeria. He was the people who went to Nigeria. He tried everything there. It didn't work. He, went, he managed to go to overseas, London, uh, Germany, all these places. And then he was repatriated. He came and his friends said, hey, my friend, this one, <laughs> we, we, you don't have to take your naked eyes to walk. You need something. So he went to Benin, gave him something to chop, something to bath, something. So, went around. Amen. Until somebody invited him here to one of our meetings. Amen. And then the word of God entered into him and it brought a change into his life. But Peter said, nevertheless, at your word. Because I've been motivated. The things that you are saying. So, you need to stretch out the word you hear, don't just sit down here and shout amen, amen, and you go and as if nothing. Put them to work. Put them to work and see what God will do in your life. Amen. So Peter launched out and the, and the fishes were just there. He caught them. Now he couldn't pull the net. He has to call his other partners. Please come. God is going to give you a breakthrough that you will call your partners. I say you will need more hands for your breakthrough. I prophesied upon you that in the name of Jesus, God is about to, to, to bring you to a new level of blessings. A new level of breakthrough that you will need more hands to work with. Maybe you are working alone. You don't even have stars. Get ready. God is going to give you a bigger office. The people will come. Receive the capacity to grow. In the name of Jesus. Receive the capacity to grow. There is something inside you. That thing has to rise up. God has put something in you. Hallelujah. Stretch out from your comfort zone. Some of you, what you are doing, you need to do advert. There are some of you, uh, you know, uh, uh, advert, and then you go to peace. They will charge you. They go, you don't want to spend money for anything. And God is expecting you. God wants you to stretch out. 
Advert is one of the things to stretch up. You spend money, but the result will be great. Maybe you have the best kenke in the whole Accra. How will people know? Amen. Amen. I said, maybe you have the best kenke. When it comes to Banku, nobody can beat you. But how can people know? How can people know? Put your hands together for yourself. So stretch up. Push the person. Push him and say, stretch for, stretch for. I said, push, push the person by you. Push, push the person and say, stretch for, stretch for. Stretch for. Stretch forward. Stretch forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Dream big. The next thing is what? Dream big. Whisper to the person and say, dream big. Dream big. Dream big. You know, you need to dream big for your life. Have big dream. You know, dream is one of the things that when you dream big, you don't pay any bill to anyone. Will government come and tell you that you need to pay tax because you have decided to build the largest shopping mall in Ghana? Eh? It's a dream. It's a dream. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the word of God. Let's look at the word of God. Say dream big. Ephesians 4.13. Ephesians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not some of the things. All. Everybody say all. All. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens. You can do all things. So you need to dream big. Whatever that you are doing, dream big. God believed in starting things in a small way. But God wants you to finish in a bigger way. In a bigger way. He said, even though your beginning is small, your later end shall be big. So you need to dream big. Some of you, you dream too small. It's about eating. If life is not only about what I will eat, shelter, and me, I don't want to worry myself. Oh, you are selfish. If you have a business and it's only you and your wife doing the business, expand it. We are complaining about unemployment. If you don't dream big, how can you employ others? And do you know that God 
loves people who give employment to others. Amen. It's a divine assignment. You may not like them, but people who dream big, they always make the world better. I was hearing that the first um, the first uh, spacecraft that would take people to the moon for tourists. How many of you want to visit the moon? I want to visit the moon. I want to. Oh, some of you, you are not ready. You see you. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you afraid? Hallelujah. In fact, it's one of my prayer that I'll visit moon one day. Because that was my dream before God called me to the ministry. I wanted to become an astronaut. Amen. Hallelujah. Second, let's go to Second Chronicle 17, 12. And Jehoshaphat watched great exceedingly, and he built in Judah castles, cities of stones, and he had much business in the cities. There are some of you here you need to be real estate owners. Building houses for people to rent it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Today you may think, oh, but me, I'm even, ten, I'm, I'm a, a tenant. How can I? It's possible when you dream big. It's possible. When you dream big, a woman had a, a land and he didn't know what to do with the land. And the land was in a good place. He didn't have the money. So one day, my wife asked her, Let's go and visit your land. Stood at the place, professor anointed the place. Today, a story building is standing in that place. If you go to Kesselman, where the Echo Bank is, that is the building I'm talking about. You speak, you have the dream, and God will make it happen. Hallelujah. Amen. So dream big. Whatever you are doing, dream big. The next thing, stay away from people with grasshoppers mentality. Look at the face of the person sitting by you and say, stay away from people with grasshoppers mentality. People who are not going anywhere. They are afraid of everything. 
They don't want to try anything in their lives. Then you hang around with them. People who only think about getting their kenke and fish. They can't help you. You see, the Bible says, if you are friend with the wise, you also become wise. In fact, people who follow rich people, they are nobody but around boys. You know, somehow, somehow, the riches start rubbing on them. So stay with people who are focused in life. People who are doing something. Let them be your friends. There are some of you, you are captain of ants. They come to you to receive advice. But you, where are you? What is your level? Amen. And all the advice they give to you, how, how you can insult people. These are the people you hang around with. How to be wicked. How you should not talk to people. You are only a, a head of an ant. It is better to be a leg of an elephant than to be the head of an ant. People who can inspire you to become great. Now people, all that they tell you is how to hunt for women. People who tell you the kind of brandy, that is good. People who, who can tell you, Oh, mommy, Akosia's appetition is the best one. Ah, me, I tried. Look. These are the people you hang with. Hallelujah. How can you grow? People with grasshoppers. Turn with me. That's our last scripture. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. 33. Let's read the King James Version. Or the New King James. Give me the New King James. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in their side. Look at them. They were saying, 
We were like grasshoppers. And even in their side, they look also look to us as grasshoppers. So that we exaggerate things. We put color into something to stretch the truth. And said, so what? You didn't talk to the giant. So none of the giant told you that you are, you, you people, you are like that. As one of our, when you see the giant, who were in Israel two years ago, and my daughter Karen saw one of them, a 16-year-old boy, and he's size 45. Jericho. I went to Jericho. So he called us. He took a picture. I think I showed a picture here. 16 years old. 45. So he said, hey, this is one of the sons. I said, yes, this is true. Amen. Very tall. And the boy had to bend. But whether giant or not, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why the challenges you have in business, that's why the challenges you have in this world, you should not be afraid. People who are afraid of challenges will go nowhere. God created us to face challenges. Problems were made so that we become better when we solve them. Amen. So when you have challenges, I told you somebody threw us out from his house. I went to honor when I came. He threw everything out. We had to go and find a place. And when I was leaving that house, I said, I built my house at East Lego. I didn't have money even to rent a, a place. Out of challenge, that is where you have to speak things that will change your situation. As a child of faith, you are unique. One thing you should know that you are a unique person. Every child of God, the Bible says, you are a peculiar person. The word peculiar means you are a strange. When you go check the word peculiar, strange, weird. That is how the Jews are. They are strange people. And when you believe in Christ, you are a peculiar person. The way you do things is different. You will shake, you, you, you will shake the unshakable. You will break the unbreakable. You will become a record breaker. And people will not understand how you were able to make it. I see you breaking records. I see you stretching your cause. I see you in a place of enlargement. I see God multiplying what you have. Because you are a strange person. Your siblings may look down upon you. That you are nobody. They may say, who are you? 
and they will not understand because you are what? A weird person. You are a strange person. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Let's read Exodus 19.5 Now therefore if he will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, a covenant then he shall be a peculiar treasure. The first thing that you are a treasure of God. Peculiar. And I've told you the meaning of peculiar means strange. Weird. The way you do your thing, unconventional. You get things done and people will ask you, how? Were you able to do it? Ah, no. Ah, but this thing, it can be done. That is what God has made you. Among your siblings, they'll look at you and they, they can never understand you. I used to have a friend when I became born again. They used to tease me. When they see me going to church, sometimes we'll be singing and dancing. And they will laugh at me, including guests. They will laugh at but today, the story has changed. You are a peculiar. Deuteronomy 14.2 For thou art the holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself. You see, you are chosen. It's not election. There's not assembly, assembly member that you have to campaign. You are chosen because of Christ. I say you are chosen. 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 A holy person. You are chosen. You are chosen. Psalm 135 verse 4. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. When you go to Israel, for the last five years, I think just quite recently it started raining. There have not been a single drop of rain. But go and see their vegetation. Go and see as you travel along, the kind of commercial farm, apple farm, mango farm, hey, hey, and desert place. And for five years, no rain. If it's in Ghana here, five years, no rain. I remember, I think 
during the time of Achampong, the Achampong time, I think for six years or uh, for six months or nine months, there was no rain. Come and see Ghanaians. Eh? You can't even let it rain. And one day at Champon, ah, Nami and Yami, Nima Mansuato. Amen. So when you are, the way you perform is different. It's different from your uncle. It's different from that. No, it's different. Because you are a peculiar person. This morning I, I came to tell you it's time to enlarge your team. Enlarge your business. Enlarge your ministry. Enlarge whatever. God created you to do mighty things. It's a greater works shall you do. God wants you to do greater works. Lift up your hands. Power and might belongs to our God forever and ever. Power and might belongs to our God. Forever and ever. Power and might belongs to our God. Forever and ever. You're watching us live. You want to give your life to Christ Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. If anyone here wants to give his or her life to Jesus, you can join us here. You're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, walk to the podium here. Anyone? Forever and ever. Amen, amen. amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor. Power and might belongs to our God forever and ever. Lift up your hands. Those of you that you can join us, watching us from the comfort of your home. After this prayer, you see a number on the screen. Make sure you tap into the number. And counselors will be at hand and direct you where you need to worship. Pray this. Lord Jesus, I believe. I believe that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, you came to die for me. 
today, I believe I receive you as my personal Savior. And Lord, come into my life and set me free. Write my name in the book of life and I will serve you forever. Amen. If you pray this prayer, you've been born again, you are saved. The Bible says anyone that will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, we pray for your people. We are grateful to you for your mighty hands and your spirit. We thank you, O oh God, that these lives are saved. They belong to you. Lord, cleanse them, fill them with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now before, before you sit down, lift up your hands and make this powerful confession. How am I? Belongs to you. Now lift up your hands. Make this faith confession. I'm a child of God. I'm chosen by God to be his peculiar person. Above all my family. Above all in my neighborhood. Above all my friends. Above all in my nation, I have faith to live out my dreams. I will dream big. I open wide my mouth and God will fill in. Nothing shall be impossible for me. As I continue to hear the word of God, Obey his word and walk in his way. The Lord will bring his good plans for me to pass. It's a beautiful plan for my life. They are not for evil. They are not for disaster. They are not for frustration. They are not for disappointment. I thank God that I'm strong through his word. I'm strong through his word. I overcome through his word. No problem will overcome me in the name of Jesus and by faith I will dream big my dreams will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching Faith to Faith R. You're welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, Nkrumah Circle, or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. 
and you may order a copy of this DVD or books by the Bishop. Call 0261-984-098 or any other numbers on the screen. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Ecobank account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300 944 Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you. God bless you.